The following podcast contains adult themes such as drinking and violence. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to Table It, a micro RPG podcast. My name is Tim, and I'm the one of the hosts and the editor of this production. Table It is an excuse to get my friends Max, Matt, and Manny to play micro RPGs with me. We are all interested in game design as well as actual play, so each game will get a review at the end. Stick around to hear our opinions, as well as if we would put the game back on the t- on the shelf, or if we would table it and play it again. Today, we are playing Breaking Rank by Nell Raban. Uh, you can find her work at Nell underscore do underscore well. You can also find it in the Ultimate Micro RPG book, edited by James D'Amato. Um, and uh, Matt, do you want to... Reintroduce the game, or should we just start with characters? I will. I'll go ahead and reintroduce the game a little bit. Um, I've been running gr- Breaking Rank for the last for last episode in this one. Um, it is an adventurous science fiction game with the content focusing on suspense, stealth, and guilt. Uh, the characters we've had are played by. My name is Max. Uh, my pronouns are they them, and I am playing the envoy, the adjudicator. They them. My name is Manny Elliott. Uh, my pronouns are they, them. I'm playing a... What am I? I'm an agent in this one. Uh, my name is Rockhard Dick. <laughs> pronouns are he, him. <laughs> Thanks <Naturally>. for asking. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Tim. I am... Uh, he's pronouns say he and him. And uh, I am playing uh, Luke. He's a sentinel. His pronouns are also he, him. <laughs> I still, I still love the character voices for this today. Um, but as we last left off, dossiers in hand. You've taken the moment to read your own files. You recognize some of it. Your time in training. Your achievements. The life you lived in between. You wonder what's worth keeping and what's best forgotten. Are the skills you now possess, though useful, worth the evil they served? Are the gifts, though a comfort, enough to aid you in the days ahead? You don't have room in your heart for both. If you choose to keep your skills, permanently increase the success range of all your rolls to five to six and cross off your gifts. You'll leave them in the fire. If you choose your gifts, Roll three dice for everything from, from now on and cross off your skills as you leave your training and uniform behind. Huh. All right. And it, it, it's not one each or a mix of both. It's one or the other. Yeah, you're, yeah. Leaving your tra- you're, leave, you're leaving your skills or your gifts behind. Okay. Well, I, I think the answer for me is pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, my character wants uh, the wish I've chosen is do no more killing. And I think with the skill fighting, I think crossing off my skills makes sense to me. Mm. Go for it. So my skills were awareness, tactics, and fighting, and now they're nothing. Wow. Oof. You'll be rolling 3d6 for everything from now on. Let's put this in the bag. (laughs) Wow. So my wish is that I want to fake my own death in order to retire so that I can spend my remaining time with my husband and children and uh, thinking about my skills and how they involve like 
lying and lying to my family pretty much my whole life. And that my gifts all come from the family before me, my grandfather, my mother, my, my father. And so I think I'm also going to choose my gifts and let my training go. Cross it off. And you can go ahead and put one of your four dice back. Wow. Well, my wish is the adjudicator would simply like to be a normal person, not this scion of a noble family, not a well-known envoy in the agency. So I will burn in the fire my gifts, um, my family's signet ring, this suicide pill I received on my first job, and fuck around and find out, which is my umbrella with a sword in it. Rest in peace, fuck around and find out. (laughs) Rip, fuck around and find out. So no gifts, so that is... Anytime you make a roll, you will be succeeding on a five to six. But you still start off with your 2d6 and have to add your skills to make it better. That's a fun mechanic. I like that a lot. Yeah, that's really interesting. (laughs) That's neat. Yeah, losing the ability to add a gift item. But yeah, okay, cool. So here's a question for the adjudicator. Yeah. If you're leaving that behind, Mm -hmm. are you keeping your old name or are you burning that too? Mm. Because you can, you have, you have burned every record of yourself um, for, for rock. You've burned the records of yourself and your family. So you will not be found for Luke. There wasn't mention of your family, but you get to you get to walk out of here scot free. Mm-hmm. I would leave behind my name of the adjudicator. That would go with the file and with my accoutrement. I feel like it's an almost appropriate as you're throwing your throwing the dossier and your accoutrement in. You introduce yourself to your teammates. Mm. The adjudicator is dead. You can call me a name I haven't known in a long time. Hermes. Hermes. Nice to meet you. (laughs) My name's Rock. (laughs) I know. We'll all be strangers soon enough. Boy, howdy. (laughs) To peel back the curtain a little bit here. The next, literally the next paragraph on this describes exactly how the rest of the game is going to go. The characters can't just escape the same way they came in. The facilitator rolls a D6 D6, and determines on the following table what happens. I love the feel of that for specific, for, for most games. For right now, I've had one option in mind, and then you did a thing earlier, which is why I had you roll the 2d6 flat, Mm -hmm. uh, just to give me a number. Yeah. Something I've been hinting at that uh, you guys have been learning over the course of the game, and your characters would, would be figuring this out about now. This facility is magical. It's not just a labyrinth. It's a labyrinth as in the, the Jim Henson, David Bowie film. Mm. It's shifting. Mm. 
so your way your way in does not equal your way out at the same time you swiped a badge on a door that didn't have access yeah you hear footsteps outside multiples and they're running sounds like we should be running too let's go boy I wish I'd kept fuck around and find out (laughs) (laughs) and I take off after you (laughs) yep (laughs) yep so who's who's leading the group action to get out of here right now if you're all running you mentioned it first yeah I I I figured so we're we're dressed in uniform still yeah You, you potentially could be dressed as the boss Oh yeah, I think I'm. Yeah, I think I'm probably still the boss now. We're uh, still in our uniforms, ceremonial outfits. Um, I think we should take off running, potentially uh, talking our way out or fighting our way out, depending on the situation. So I'm only rolling three. You're starting by running. I think we should run. Yeah. Okay, so you're rolling three. You succeed on a six. Yep. Do you have any um, gifts that could help? I think my my map could help. We might be able to. I know you said this is shifting, but I feel that like it's probably shifting in a way that individual chunks are the same. So the mm. f- so I think I give the cards a quick shuffle and uh, draw the top one oh, and follow the path. Is the room is the building changing based on how you shuffle the cards? I don't think so. That'd be fucking sick as hell, though, wouldn't it? I think I think they're I think they're shuffling. You feel to- the cards shift in your hand in I- a way that you can't quite manipulate. I f- yeah, I feel like the cards are being shuffled into the right order. All right, so yeah, uh, I succeed on a five to a six. I'm rolling three dice. Yep. I didn't make it. Two mm. threes and a four. You still tried to bottom deal. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you run forward, say, take a left, and you go. You guys turn to go left, and it's a blank wall. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> What the hell, Luke? God damn it. These cards, they're confusing. The footsteps are getting louder. It's this way, it's this way. Hey, Luke. Those uh, those cards, they feel magic to you? Or was it, were, you, were you doing that, or was this place doing it? I think the place is doing it. The cards might be following, but I can't understand them. I have an idea. <laughs> <laughs> And I want to take out my flask from my grandfather, who is a, a legacy, and hoping against hope that uh, this place is magic and not one of my companions, I want to, like, splash the whiskey on the wall to see if it creates a door or, like, eats through a door so we can, like, take a shortcut to the left uh, or like go like go through the side of the labyrinth as opposed to like following the. Okay, the this path. is really cool. Um, I really like the concept of this. So that is three d six, because you left your training behind. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that doing the, using the whiskey and the flask to do this, is going to give you the chance to make this work. Okay. So, that's on a six. Okay. Do you have any other gifts that would like to help, or would you like would would you like to try and offer a gift? 
Because um, this is a really cool. This they don't really describe how it's going to affect things, but because we have two people who chose the same, mm-hmm. I'm going to say you two can still assist each other. Okay. I so map potentially. Uh, otherwise, I have the, a, a sword and a watch. I have kind of a weird thought. Yeah. So, what if it's about? Like your own belief that this will work. Like your family legacy is people, including maybe secret upper ups who've been here before. And maybe that's why the flask would work and the whiskey inside of it could work in this place. But maybe part of it is like you need to be present with that and like you need to believe that it will work. Yeah. So I could give you like help of convincing or negotiation maybe. Yeah. But that's just the thing. He can't roll higher. He can't roll more than three anymore. Yeah. Oh, that applies too. So yep. I can't, with my skill, mm. I could help myself with it, but I can't apply that to. So we can't rock. help. The, oh, wow. Oh, okay. Here's what I think happens. Here's, here's what I'm giving you. Because I like your feel about like that you have to be present. That's why I'm saying that this could work. Mm hmm. By double-checking the cards with this and working together on it, I'm still going to give you that 5 to 6. Okay. So cool. go ahead and roll 3d6. Okay. 5 or higher will succeed. So this is as good as it gets. I got a 5! Yes! Yes! yes. <laughs> was that a 5, a 1, and a 2? Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. Wow. Against all odds, you splash the whiskey on the door, and you watch as it splashes against and then flows upwards. Cool. And then turns the corner into an arch, lines itself out. There's a shimmer, and there's a doorway through. Cool. Thanks, Grandpa. It's not the same. It's not the same dull gray, emotionless walls. You're now running through molded, mildewy brick. Hmm. As the as the third of you makes it through the door, it shimmers back into place. Wow. Cool. Just as that happens, Dope. you hear the footsteps flying past behind you. That was a hell of a thing. Wow. <sighs> okay. Onwards? Onwards. What do the cards say? <laughs> uh, north. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> okay. You continue to move along. You go through, and all of a sudden, these there's steps that lead up, and there's just an empty archway. Nothing blocking it, no door. What's on the other side of it? Can we see? Another hallway. You'll be stepping back into the building. Okay. So this is so we went outside of the building with this doorway. Outside of somewhere, we're putting we're putting this okay. outside in quotes, okay? Because like I said, so we're like building, in the walls right now. You went through a wall. Of... The map didn't lie, Got but it. there was only one way to access the store. Okay, cool. That's dope as fuck, man. <laughs> All right, so I guess, I guess we go through the, the doorway. Okay. Before we do that, can I take out my lighter and a cigarette, and I will light a cigarette and take a puff for a minute and blow it across the floor in front of the Ooh, arch to see yeah. if there are lasers 
uh, some across real spy it. Shit. We had to get it in here somewhere. Yes. <laughs> like there are. Oh Fuck shit! Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's a moving grid pattern. Oh my god! Okay. Jesus. Oh, are we gonna have to do some Catherine Zeta Jones bullshit? Because <laughs> I am she here gets for many it. Lasers. Oh my god. Okay. Um. Uh, so, so I imagine one of us has to get across to shut these off. Is there a, is there a panel on the other side? There is. It's it's on the other side and down the hallway. You'll notice as the shifting grid pattern moves, it actually stops at the archway as you guys are standing at the top of the stairs. It's not crossing the threshold. Hmm. Like it's not going up to where we are. No. So we could go down to the archway, but not past it. Correct. Okay. I think that uh, panel over there might shut off these lasers. One of us is going to have to get over there and shut those lasers off. Do you think it would break if we shot it? Only one way to find out! Uh, I don't think that's the move, Han Solo. Mm. It would draw some attention, certainly. Mm. (laughs) This isn't like those movies. (laughs) You still have your skills, right? I do, but none of them are applicable to this. Oh, God. My skills are convincing, leadership, and negotiation. So you were the one with infiltration. I know. Now Mm -hmm. you no longer have infiltration. I have one thought about how we could potentially get through that, and I have a watch we could use to time out the grid patterns. Amazing. I love it. That's all I've got. I I, Okay, I like that. I also have silver lockpicks. Mm-hmm. Could I reflect the lasers? <laughs> Ooh, or like distract them, like throw something and it'll like, the lasers will go to it? Yeah, well, I'm wondering I, if what? like... <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, yeah, I'm, 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 picking a, I'm picking a point. But what I'm thinking is like, if they're silver, they're almost like mirrored. So it's not like we're breaking the laser, we're re- redirecting it. Does that I, make sense? I agree with you. I see what you're getting at. Yeah. I, I like the yes and here. <laughs> However, <laughs> these are not the uh, these are not like the Resident Evil cut through you lasers. Oh. These are as soon as this you break like it one to one. No, it's not. Like this is as soon as you interrupt the laser, it's okay. going to trip something. <sighs> okay, that's what that's what this is. These lasers will not kill you. Oh, but ooh. they will cause a problem. Oh, both of us have the armor from the guys downstairs and we established that they had leather shields if the lasers will hit the shields and then be disrupted then the alarm will go off yeah there it's an alarm not a how high are, how high are, off the floor are they they're shifting oh so it's like um, this is like okay. full on mission impossible yeah. Catherine zeta jones yeah, you gotta, you gotta put it. You gotta put your earpods in, and then you gotta do some some sick Vincent ballet. Castle. <laughs> uh, do, do you gotta do a kip up halfway over a laser? I, uh, I'm. This is, uh, I believe, Ocean's Twelve. Yeah. Shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. So. Uh, okay, uh, Manny. I am tempted to volunteer rock. And then um, Luke will be like counting down the patterns and like what movement you should do, 
and we do a quick practice run in the in the, in the hallway that we're currently I like this. in. I like then, this a lot. And then uh, and then line up and do it. All right, because Rock is the one doing is the one doing oh, it. Lord. You're the one making the roll. It's three d six because you don't have your skills to 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 fall back on anymore. Yep. But thanks to Luke's gift helping you out and timing this out, you succeed on a five to six. All right, here we go. So 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 Luke is chanting. Uh, like one, two, three, four, five, two, three, four, one, two, three. Four, and in the five, hallway, two, Rock is doing like a waltz, but like <laughs> bending two, over three, backwards, four, doing handsprings. <laughs> That's a six. Nice. <laughs> you make it through. You make it to the panel, and you realize it's not. It's not just a panel. It's literally just a touchpad. Like you touch it, and it's going to turn the lo- the alarm off. So we could have thrown something at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but you turn to look back at where you came from and you see blank wall. Oh shit. Oh shit. It's like an illusion. Both uh Isma? Uh Hermes. 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 Hermes and Luke, you can you can still see rock perfectly clearly. No problem. Hit the button, Rock. I hit the button. Where'd you get? Can I hear them? No. You can't hear or see them. You've hit the button. The light, the the lasers are off. Oh, I stepped through them. <laughs> can they see the? Are the lasers off? Well, I guess I wouldn't know that. Never mind. <laughs> so we can see the lasers are off. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, we we step through. Steps up through. Yeah. You watch as they just materialize through the wall. Ah! <laughs> Quiet, quiet, what the hell? What? You just came out of nowhere. Take a look behind you. We look. I stick my hand through it. <laughs> you hit wall. Oh, oh. Wow. <laughs> uh, we huh. missed our opportunity to skeletor the wall. Mm. Mm. Do you know what I'm talking about? You, you reach through the wall and you punch it to break it? No. Oh. No He-Man fans? <laughs> The doors at the end, the double doors at the end of the hallway open. And in walks three uniformed officers, one of them with captain's rank. Mm. What are you doing here? Time to lie. Uh, I will step forward and with the absolute raw confidence of someone who is 100% sure they are supposed to be there. I proceed to show my badge and calmly explain that this is a training exercise authorized by M. Quadrant, <laughs> quadrant, yes, authorized by Division Head M. And this is what's going on. And, you know, charm and convincing to the max. All righty. So, what skills are you applying to this? I think it is all of them, if I can get away with it. Convincing for sure. Right? That this is that. I can only do two. So convincing, and then the other one would be leadership or negotiation. Probably leadership. I don't know that it matters, but. It definitely feels like it. You are pulling rank on this one. Even if it's not your rank to pull. Yeah. You are you are definitely pulling the, this is it. This is what's happening. Right. You do have all four dice. Right. Aided six- by the fact that you are still in this. Uh, no. Yeah, I was no? like, I don't know how. Like, I can't help them, can I? Not oh, mechanically. It's already the four. Yeah, right. yeah. Not only was it already. Not on, only are you already the four. Technically, you no longer have your disguise skills. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
Okay. But you have the kit. So, if, so you, remember I'm, how I'm I said, like still you remember in how disguise. I said, write it down on the sheet of paper? Yeah. yeah right. You yeah. did it. You have it. It's right there. That so, little note card is still in front of you. It's, mm. I said we were going to make the roll when it was applicable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just not, you're just not the person who's, who's going to suffer if it goes down. Got it. Right. Okay. Right. Cause if they look at you and you look like, uh, you know, children's. Disguise the project. mask is like <laughs> face paint. I look off. like Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> For sure. Like only half of it's still on. It depends on how good your you, yeah. how good uh, Hermes is at talking things through before they actually think to check. Okay, we got a five. We got a six. We got a six, and we got a three. Nice, nice. <clears throat> oh, we're we're so sorry, sir. We 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 didn't know. Uh, was this a surprise inspection? Yes, this is a surprise inspection. <laughs> now move along, gentlemen. Let us pass. <laughs> How do you do it? <laughs> That's why he sounds like y'all. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. So, so you're 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 so you rolled negotiation and uh, convincing and uh, leadership. Convincing and leadership. Right. So. Uh, the leadership skills you have allows you to keep from cracking and laughing, uh, obviously. Yeah, and pulling rank, like demonstrating, yeah. like this is the... Also, so for us, this isn't surprising. Because oh, no. Because the we... M always sounds like that. Oh, yeah. we've heard him give speeches. This is just what M sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> we are stone cold. Fucking no notes, man. <laughs> Be on your way, gentlemen. Make yourself scarce. Bye-bye. <laughs> Max, Max has fully left the table. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> oh, you guys keep me young. Um, okay. So the guards go on their way. They do. That's, to my surprise, they absolutely do. Just complete, of course, of course, sir. Like, uh, Yes, uh, we'll, we'll get out of your way. Is, is there any... Any notes? Any place we need to be for for the next for the next stage of the exercise? Uh, there was quite the mess left up in the office. Someone spilled the strawberry jam everywhere. Maybe you should go clean it. Okay, <laughs> I need you to make a roll now. Fuck! So you're rolling three dice. You get an, a, an additional help. For the fact that you are in disguise, they believe no. it is. They believe it is him. No, it's th- it, you roll three d six. Disguise kit well, is yeah. a item. Do you have it listed as one of your gifts? Not as one of my gifts, but it's oh, on the card. So, I like, thought... but I don't know if this card's applicable anymore. So, I thought nope. it was a, a gift. I thought I thought, I I thought disguise kit was a gift. That's that's on me. Yeah. Okay, well, I have a backup plan. <laughs> okay, so what what is your gift you're using here? Um. <laughs> Okay, so I do have a Derringer that I did, that I got from my mother, that I have nicknamed Straight Boy. That's right. Because it's only good for a couple of shots, and then you have to drop it for something better. (laughs) So I'm going to put my hand in my pants pocket, (laughs) 
because that's where I keep it. <laughs> There's a hole in that pocket. I keep it in my underwear, and I'm just going to point it at them. Um, so if they don't believe me, I'm going to shoot them with my dick pistol. <laughs> All righty. 3D6. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. On a five to six. I got six. Nice. Go clean up the, the office, gentlemen. Of course, sir, right away. Yes, yes, see you at the next picnic. (laughs) (laughs) I... I... I'm trying so hard. And I am failing. I love it so much. And I am not sorry. (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) Tell Laura I said hi. (laughs) Here's the thing. Two of them go off to go clean the office. One of them stays. And they look just closely enough. You guys hear a... There's a hole between his eyes as he falls over. Between whose eyes? Mine? The guards. Okay, oh. the one remaining guard who was here. The one who was the one who didn't didn't take you at your word. Oh, so I oh, shot, him, shot with him, my, him with your dick pistol. My, yep. With my oh, dick okay. pistol. Oh my god! I thought Rock just got shot through the. Hall. I did I too. I was like, what? Nope. I was like that's an aggressive end to this story. <laughs> All right, let's get this guy in the in the broom closet and skedaddle. <laughs> As my zipper is smoking. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Luke, Luke uh, catches the man mm-hmm. um, before he falls and then shuffles him to the nearest uh, potential hiding place. Turns out there's a broom closet. Boy, that was lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I tuck him in behind a mop. You turn one more corner. You pull the Ace of Diamonds, and there's only one exit. I think this is it. This is the door out. You open the door to see the streets and the cloudy skies. You step out into the fog. And that's it. You're free. There is no record that you've ever existed. Now what? Thank you for playing Breaking Rank. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, After the break, we'll come back and uh, do a review of Breaking Rank uh, by Nell Raban. the challenge to try to drink an entire uh, uh, <laughs> soda water. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> what? What's going on? Have you on? seen this? Oh my god. 
it's this, this fucking kid. kid. He's, he's like, like staring I'll... in front of a garage. <laughs> a half-open garage door. Goes, I'm going to drink this entire can. I'm going to challenge you to drink an entire can of soda without burping. <laughs> and it's not just soda. It's sparkling water. Yeah, it's sparkling like water. It's like yeah. And he just fucking shotguns <laughs> this whole thing. <laughs> he, 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 he tries. <laughs> and then he goes, oh, what do I do? And he turns around and runs bong headlong into the garage door. <laughs> you every time. It's like start- burping and throwing up on his way back. <laughs> he starts by he starts by just like throwing up immediately. He's just clear water, like ugh, everything uh, no, everywhere. He, d- he doesn't throw up. No, he does. At like the there's end, water that goes everywhere. Is the first thing that happens. Oh Jesus! Uh, oh, then we'll he's like this. freaking we'll out and this. trying yeah, we'll, to burp we'll, and doesn't. We'll, we'll this is up. a great way to start our yeah. review. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, <laughs> we're we're gonna review the the <laughs> breaking rank. Uh, Matt, do you want to start us off? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we just finished with Breaking Rank. This way you have a good way to oh, yeah, start yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, we can edit out all this stuff. <laughs> uh, no, it's all going in. <laughs> no, first off, again, thank you guys for playing. Thank you folks for listening. But now it's time for the review. This is going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go ahead and go around and figure out what... Uh, so, Max, you got anything for me? What did you like? What did you dislike about this? Um, Let's see. Uh, things that I liked... Uh, I really appreciated the genre and setup. Um, it reminded me very much if any listeners are fans of the video game Control. Um, I also got Control vibes. <clears throat> like a secret agency bureaucracy, also kind of an X-Files sort of influence where there's, you know, layers upon layers in this mysterious building and center. I thought that was very cool. Um, I also loved the slight kind of magical quality of that um that was really cool uh there's a lot to like Uh, i i could go on but other things i'll mention here are i really liked the relationship between skills and gifts in terms of establishing your dice pool versus your availability or uh, difficulty i thought that was a really cool mechanic um but yeah there's a lot but those are a few things that come to mind first is things that i liked Mm -hmm. yeah uh I will second that. I think uh, the mechanic of uh, the gifts versus the skills having different benefits was really good. Um, what I really like the shift, the like the second mm. the second act shift yeah, because was, yeah. I didn't realize how almost dependent we were on my infiltration skill. So when it wasn't there, <laughs> we were like. Uh, what do we do? What do we do? Um, but I actually think that that's, I don't know if that's a benefit of the game or of Matt, you as like a GM where like, because there wasn't, we just had these like list of gifts. We kind of had to get creative with how we were going to use them. And Mm -hmm. like, thank you for being a very kind GM about some of the (laughs) bullshit that we were uh, playing, but that um, I really enjoyed that of only having these three things to like definitively mechanically give you a bonus uh, and trying like hell or high water to, you know, force that square peg into a round hole uh, of it. I think you're right about that. The, uh, the fact that you have gifts that you need to use and skills that you need to use in order to succeed. A, rolling two dice and getting a six is such a 
high risky roll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, we've all played enough Blades in the Dark to know how hard it is to get a six when you want one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that the, the ability to add an additional dice, but then also lower the difficulty uh, is cool. And to really stretch and struggle and help each other out was mm-hmm. very neat. Um, in, in the rules as written, is, is it, uh, did we do the helping mechanic correctly? In the rules as written, in the rules as written, <clears throat> Players are encouraged to work together, especially in difficult situations, by adding their skills and gifts to one base role. Okay. okay. Each player should narrate how they contribute to the overall effort. Yeah. So, yeah, so that applies. rules is written. Like we did. We pulled it off. We pulled the group action off appropriately. Good, good. Because because right. that felt cool as hell. I love yeah. being able to chip in things. Um, being like, oh man, I don't have no idea how to help with that. But then someone else going like, actually, I've got this. I could use my watch to help you mm-hmm. get, pick a lock, which was very fun. Um, and the other thing that I really liked is the uh, the simple word, uh, the simple phrase of like, pick a gift and who gave it to you and why it's important. Um, I didn't know who my character was until I wrote down map and such a weapon and watch. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then the, 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 the three people that gave those to you, a grandfather and the father and, and a, uh, a potential lover, um, from a different agency. Now those that built a character in my head right away. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was a very fun, fun uh, uh, character creation piece. Yeah. Yeah. I will say for my likes, I really liked the character creation setup. It's super yeah. simple. It's three steps. And each of those three steps was worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Choose a career and three skills, choose your three, choose or create three gifts and describe who gave them to you. And then the third one is make a wish. And mm-hmm. all three of those things came into play perfectly. It mm-hmm. was really, really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I will say that I very much like is uh, the way it's left open-ended for the GM. Mm-hmm. They right. describe this as a complexity two out of four. That's for once you're actually sitting down with experienced players. Uh-huh. Um, this is a game that functions entirely on the concept of cooperative storytelling. Mm-hmm. They offer some excellent suggestions for people who are getting into that cooperative storytelling kind of kind of gaming, the fiction first feel that this really has. Mm-hmm. Um, could I could I see the uh, rules while you're? Yeah, I have two things I'm going to list as dislikes on here. Yeah, one of them is entirely a personal thing. Okay, they say in order to help things go quicker and like to f- make the game feel right, they encourage you to draw maps. I am terrible at drawing maps. And I admit this, so that's part of why I, use, why I use grid paper. And something that happened is the moment I started drawing maps, we turned it into almost a D&D game. It's like, what's on the map is exactly there. Mm. So you'll notice, like, <clears throat> if you're listening back through that, first, for, through that first episode, there's a spot where we start going through and we're going step by step. I have these doors. I have this thing. You focus on one thing. And then all of a sudden things just move a whole lot smoother. And that's because I stopped drawing maps and adding to what I'd drawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I was going to say that. That's a personal thing because yeah. that's a, a personal experience with maps. I hope other people's map experiences go better. Mm. So that's not actually a dislike of the game. That's just a personal comment from myself. Yeah, I wonder if it would have felt differently if you didn't use grid paper. Because when you laid a grid on a grid, a piece of grid paper down on the table, my brain instantly was in three point five. I was a fighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, <laughs> time for a dungeon crawl, baby. Uh-huh. Yep. 
My, I actually kind of agree with you about that, though, Matt, because like the one, the minute I saw like multiple doors, I was like, what if we chose the wrong door? Do we have to backtrack? Do we have to? So I think fuck off with maps. It's, <laughs> um, it's each table is going to be different on that. Yeah, one. yeah for some sure. people like them, you know, but I like, think our I, table is definitely more preferential around theater of the minds type stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I love a world map. I don't like a dungeon map, mm-hmm. but that's, Same. Yeah, that's just a personal opinion, mm-hmm. um, personal preference. Um, I, I do think this game would benefit from a little bit of uh, gameplay in uh, a material form. I think, like you know, folders and um, you know bits of spy gear laid across the table would not go amiss. Mm. Um, but that's just me. Yeah, my my other dislike is both again a like or a dis a, a like and a dislike because we haven't experienced an experienced team and we're all familiar with like you said theater of the mind the fiction first feel this was fantastic but the game is very very open-ended it's nothing about like you have the roles and it's described once and then there's a quick list of bullet bullet points of like here are things that could come up against locked doors sentries clerks traps distractions and puzzles Uh and it's like here throw these out it doesn't say how many it doesn't say like anything like that. Um, and then the exact same thing happens on the way out. Give them one or two more problems on their way out. Once they escape the Hall of Records and are, and are a safe distance away, facilitator, facilitator reads this aloud, yada, yada, ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's very open, very clear, very make your choice for the table. Mm-hmm. But it's not, it's definitely not a beginner game. This is yeah. like, I would say this is intermediate for tables to, to sit down and pick up mm-hmm. yeah i i got a, i got a question i mean actually we, this, this is sort of moving into the next thing of uh, absolutely uh what was the next thing is what, what we would change potentially what, next thing i before we get to the what would you change uh-huh um i really want to hit on the what was this game trying to do yeah because that question. to me is a really important question about this game in specific mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um felt like it was trying to oh do you want the paper i i, I want to see the rules again <laughs> maybe th- and i'm not sure how much of this was your own creative gming and imagination but it felt like it was trying to make a a physical place that was simultaneously a james bond high-tech spy noir kind of setting well, somehow also being like a magical, I got like a fairy court kind of like seely unseely kind of realm where like things are not as they seem and time is strange. Mm-hmm. And the the creation of the place felt like one of the most important parts to me. And the act of reaching your dossier and needing to make a critical sacrifice materially, but also spiritually or emotionally felt like such a like fairy court exchange kind of thing to do. Right. Like you are in the fey realm. What do you give up to get back home? You Mm -hmm. know? And it felt like that kind of vibe was like the most important part. Other things, (laughs) puzzles, antagonists, et cetera, felt incidental. I felt this, this is definitely my, my favorite changeling game I've ever played. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's kind of funny because not to draw on this too much, but uh-huh. I named my character the Adjudicator partly because I was thinking about John Wick going into this. Yeah. But John Wick is exactly that kind of feeling. Like oh, everything yeah, that makes actually. John Wick make sense makes a lot more sense if you think of it as like a Fey Realm kind Slight, of situation. Magical. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's my that's my canon theory head canon theory about John Wick is that it's like partly a little Fey. <laughs> Dope. Um there was uh so some of the buzzwords or like the themes i forget what it was uh guilt was on there mm-hmm. and like i don't think that came up oh I, at I, all my, my character is entirely based around guilt yeah like my character ex-assassin his wish was do more killing and mm-hmm. i did a murder actually i didn't i don't think you did a murder you didn't did either. you did actually him. held yourself back from the yeah. from doing the murder um but like i think uh, as a character who previously did a whole bunch of killing and then to, to try to end that was like his, his goal was to to re- redeem himself and end the mm-hmm. the destruction that he used to cause so like i i, he- I hear what you're saying but like uh, i also didn't say that on the table that much that's a little on me <laughs> yeah um but uh the uh the guilt, I think I carried it alone. <laughs> yeah, I don't think yeah, I had that, really. I actually respectfully disagree, mm-hmm. for you especially, Manny. Because the, um, there was uh, the moment where you said, yeah, I'm an infiltrator, so I can do this. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you immediately caught yourself. I gave up something that the team was using. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. You did the same thing, Max, where mm-hmm. you realized you'd given up your gifts, so you couldn't use your skills to help the, the other players. Yeah. And it was, there was a mm-hmm. moment back and forth for the that's, two of you where you went, true. oh, oh, shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. we fucked up. <laughs> Except sure. you didn't. But we had to. That's just the thing. You mm-hmm. did not fuck up. Yeah. Like, right. I think this game captured its suspense and its and the guilt aspect perfectly. Mm-hmm. Stealth is definitely going to be player by player. Yeah. Um, and game That's by true. game. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I guess what I mean is like, and I think it comes back to the wishes and how the wishes weren't really mechanically useful other than just like making yeah. a character choice or building yeah. out a character. And I'm, I think maybe. What I didn't like about it and why I didn't get that, like, theme of guilt or whatever is, like, I almost wish, like, if there was, if you were acting in accordance with your wish or against your wish, that that had a mechanical thing. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It doesn't. That's one of the cool things. Yeah. I'm glad that you had me give away a dice when my wish was making my combat more difficult. (laughs) See, now. And that felt cool. And that, mm-hmm. this game probably could benefit for something like that, but that's, I don't think it strictly needs it. But I also mm-hmm. would agree. I, I think that's what where I'm coming into it, and that's what I think of. Like, well, if I in, in that situation, if I kill this person, it helps the team, but then I have to live with myself, and uh-huh. I'm going against the wish. So, do I make it easier on myself for the team, or make it harder on the team mm-hmm. to get my thing? Yeah. I think uh, that is something that like. I think the game was missing, honestly. And, mm. like, I didn't like that the wishes didn't have a mechanical So it sounds like we're getting some changes now. Mm. Yeah, sorry, I didn't Maybe. mean to do well, that. Well, that's just it's the thing. That's part, of, that's part of this whole open portion. Yeah, it's I, like because I wanted to flow into uh, the thing that I would like to change is that uh, in the game, there, there's... So one thing we didn't do, actually, is that there are sometimes more than one success available. Where it, if a check is harder, it says that you can... Uh, uh, the facilitator, the facil- facil- 
the facilitator will say how many successes are needed for the action according to its difficulty. Oh, hold up. Let me let me reread that. Um, right there, that, that paragraph right there. Um, oh, which, okay. Which is I, fine. I think, I think one I completely successes. missed that one. <laughs> Turns out we did it wrong. Everyone ignore this. We're going to replay the game. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not. <laughs> Disregard um, no. I don't. I don't think it would necessarily dramatically change the game by doing that because getting getting a six is hard enough. Um, so have, getting two sixes, pretty tricksy. But I think one thing that this this game doesn't have, and something I would change, is that it just says uh, um, that this is a success on this check. It doesn't say what a failure does. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there so is no. There, so as far as I can tell in my, my read through is that there is no failure that can happen. There's no way for your characters to get hurt or to lose anything. You just don't, you have to, I mean, obviously you have to find another path if you fail at something. But like I looked under that door to see if there was a tripwire and my character goes, I think there's a tripwire. And then we didn't go through the door. And then we didn't go through the door. Yeah. Which would have been um, the same thing as if, like, you hadn't done that, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's a really interesting comparison to some other popular micro-RPGs that we've played even on this podcast, where, mm-hmm. you know, D6 s- systems, there might be, like, okay, five and up is uh, total success. Four, five, or three, four, and five are mixed. You know, you yeah. get something you want, but you give up something, and then anything below that is a failure. You don't get what you want, and you lose something. Um, I think a lot of other games, even in the Ultimate RPG, micro-RPG book that this game was published in, have that system. Yeah. Um, and I... In a way, it was kind of a breath of fresh air to not have that uh-huh. for this because it's pretty common. But I also kind of missed it because it would have been interesting to have that like sliding scale yeah. of success and I, failure, I would, I especially on a mixed success. Yeah, yeah. I would have appreciated simply a uh, you have to try a different approach or something like that. Yeah. That's kind of what I was aiming for by telling you that the door was trapped. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's that one I feel is more on the GMs. Yeah. Um, I, I can agree with the, like adding that in or adding a mechanical effect to the wish, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's really necessary. Cause I honestly don't think I could see both of those changes being made and I could see them being valuable. <coughs> but to me, this game is about three specific points. Uh-huh. One, it's your starting <laughs> character. Um, you choose to have your skills and your gifts and you're setting them up. And I specifically asked you guys to come into this blind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, because I wanted that choice at the midpoint to be much more impactful, mm-hmm. not knowing it was coming. Yeah, which for some tables is a little bit rude, but it works for this one because mm-hmm. we have that level of trust with each other. Yeah, I, f- I feel in a micro RPG you can get away with something like that. Yeah, in a way that I would be very upset if that was a uh, let's say a mechanic of the big dragon game. Like halfway through, you have to slash. Yeah, off level your- exactly. ten, you've got to yeah. get rid of half your gear. I, and, I would want yeah. to know about that before it comes around, but in a micro RPG, no, heck yeah, get blindside me a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I obviously would prefer. I, I like characters and GMs to be players and GMs to be on the same page when it comes to things. Uh, a secret not told to the table is not a secret. It's just nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I I think with this game, a you don't know that this cool mechanic is coming feels really cool and fits the theme of the game in a way that we 
that you might not otherwise get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could definitely see that being a risky play, though. Like, if it's not necessarily an experienced GM or mm-hmm. an experienced table, you know, if you pick this game up for the first time, and, like, the point you were making earlier mm-hmm. was, like, so much depends on the GM's creative vision mm-hmm. and bringing to life this complicated place and these settings and situations. If, you know, if it becomes very mechanical and then you're in a situation where it's just all mechanical and then you take away some of those mechanics, like, uh, mm-hmm. it could get dicey. Yeah. It's, I honestly wouldn't change anything about this from the way it was read. Um, but that's literally all I, that's, <laughs> I really enjoyed playing it the way it was. Mm-hmm. Um, there was very, there's nothing about the setting beyond saying it's the Sumreal Dominion. Mm-hmm. So everything about building the place was from the creative minds of this table, mm-hmm. which I don't think this game is a two out of four because of that. This mm-hmm. for people who want to be in that fiction first and co- cooperative storytelling, this is an amazing game for people who need more of the crunch and more of the, the rules to help guide them. This is not the game for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like I was trying to say before, it's about three moments. It's about creating your character. It's about making a, a impactful choice for the character at the midpoint and then asking the question at the end, you succeeded. Now what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's almost like this sort of a postscript, and we can maybe cut this out too, but um, there's sort of a dimension of what would you change about the game that's less about the game and more about us as a table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I sort of wish we had agreed on a genre, like a uh, uh, is it going to be more of a drama or more uh-huh. of a comedy sooner? We had some really fucking funny moments yeah, for sure, the- Manny included, but fucking amazing. Don't regret it. And there were kind of serious moments in there too, and especially the like critical emotional choice at the midpoint. Like that goes to a really tough place potentially. And like with my character, I was kind of all in. I'm like, oh my God, I'm giving up, you know, this thing and how am I going to get back out and who am I going to be on the other side of this and all this kind of stuff. And if anything, this is something where I kind of brings home the importance of even in a micro RPG, the importance of some kind of pre game conversation about what you expect the genre of this game to be. You know, if you want it to be like, the X-Files, that's one thing. If you want it to be Scooby-Doo, that's something else, you know? And I, like, I, I, for I, think, sure. I think this game can handle that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we hit some very serious notes, and we hit some very comedic notes. Yeah. And I feel that in this playthrough, they felt really fun together. Yeah. Um, I think I think we hit a, a very, a very fun tone that was both, like... I think serious moments are enhanced by the comedy moments, and comedy moments are enhanced by serious moments. But I agree. Sort of yeah. Live. Um, the the tension breaking of like I was like we're gonna have like I was like my character has given up his fighting skills and is gonna have to fight again with his father's sword and without his skills, and that's gonna be a tough moment for him. If he kills someone on his way out, that's gonna be rough. And then you cut that tension right the fuck in half. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, man, I appreciate that. that yeah. That felt, that felt cathartic in this case, for me. But... Yeah. Um, for my character, that felt cathartic in a way that I, I wouldn't have gotten on my own. Um, and I feel that table really benefited from that. But, like, yeah, no. Uh, coming, like... Uh, Dick Hardcock. Uh... <laughs> Hardick. Rock Hardick. Sorry, Rock sorry. Hardick. <laughs> <laughs> That's why this is ranked explicit, folks. Yeah, yeah. We're going to earn that rating. Yes. Um, 
but yeah, so uh, so Brock um, coming in as sort of a more comedic character. I mean, I was I, my character was Solid Snake. I have no like to stand on, but like, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that the the yeah, tone setting um, based on games is interesting. I, I think, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and it's probably something we should consider moving forward uh, with this table because, like, if this had been like. A World War II spy thing. That's a very different genre. Yeah. yeah. And kind of like lends itself to not, let's not make fun of the World War II. Yeah, if, if we were not like going, if we, if we didn't fight Roman legionnaires and uh, um, spray paint over eyeball lenses on our way in, I would have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We could have been in a very different game, especially with you taking a cyanide pill as your character mm-hmm. uh, item. Um, I was fully prepared for there to be a possibility in the game that I would have to use it. Yeah. You know, and like that could have gotten really fucking dark depending on where we were at, right? Uh, mm-hmm. That's that again I think falls onto the level of trust at the table. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I've got I trust every single one of us enough to be able to say, "Hey, this is a moment and we're going to come up against this." Yeah. But this is something that I really want to highlight. Um like is there can we put a link in the description for this video to the to to the <clears throat> to the x or the stoplight rule oh, oh yeah, yeah like safety tools and stuff Yep, safety mm-hmm. tools yeah, yeah. for gaming because that yeah. is something i feel needs to be highlighted especially now that we're discussing it um and i trust this table even though we haven't had the x or the lights on the table i trust every single one of us to be able to say hey we need to slow down and like take a time out on this with what's going on. Mm-hmm. Well, and we kind of did that. I don't know if this will make it into the podcast cause if, because I stopped you when you said suicide pill and yeah. I was like, Hey, pause. Should we maybe say cyanide pill? Right. Uh, so we did use that. Um, and like, I don't think I would have been like necessarily as comfortable yeah. <laughs> uh, if it wasn't you all, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. So like, I feel like at this point, we've actually had a really good discussion about this game. It brought up some really good talking points for us as well. Um, but I've really got just one question at this point. Max, table it or shelve it? Oh, it's a table it for sure. I have at this point tabled every single game. But <laughs> it's going on, staying on the table rather than going back on the shelf. Manny. I think I'm going to surprise everyone, and I'm actually going to say shelf this one. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Is there specific specific like standout as to why? Um, I think it's the lack of consequence for not failing, um, and like that would probably be my biggest. If I could change anything with this, it would be like, okay, if I succeed, this is what I get. If I fail, this is what I want to have happen to me. Sort of like the Mothman did, where there's a good and a bad. Mm-hmm. I really like that, and like putting it on the player to be like. Yeah. What do you think is a high stakes enough? Oh, that's fair. Yeah. All right, Tim. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna table it. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really fun, and I feel that playing it again will be so much so very different from this game that I want to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Like some games, you play through once, and you're like, I, I I've seen all this has to offer. I I feel the second game would be so different with this. I agree. I feel like, just to bounce off that for a second, I feel like we've only just scratched the surface uh-huh. of this I one. actually agree with that, We too. really have. And um, that could be really cool. That actually leads directly into my my call. I'm going to shelve it. I love this game. This w- 
Nell, if you're listening, you did absolutely fucking fantastic oh, with yeah. writing this. Oh, hell it's yeah. a um, great game. Just absolutely. in those three points that I highlighted earlier, this game hits that suspense and, suspense and guilt level way too well. Um, I got a couple of personal things in my past that this actually hits on. Mm. Um, I could not be a player for this game. Mm. I can run it. I could not be a player. Mm. Um, so as much as I love this game and it's fantastically written, um, I have to shelve it. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's fair. Yeah, fair enough, All man. Right. Mm. So two tablets, two shelves it. Shelvets. 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 Yes. <laughs> tablets and shelvets. Yes. Right. Is that, I think that's a Pokemon. Shelvets? Shelvets? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, I think that wraps up our, our episode. Um, plugs. Do you want to hit any plugs before I hit mine? Nope, nope, nope. No All plugs right. from me. Not today. Uh, well, thank you, everyone, for listening to Tablet. You can find us at micro underscore RPGs on Twitter or email us at microRPGs at gmail.com. Uh, please submit games you'd like to hear us play with the subject line new game. Uh, our theme this episode is Chill Vibra Jazz theme by Danny Dory. And we'll see you on the next one. Amazing. Take care. <laughs> <laughs>